Welcome everybody to week three of our Deconstructing Church series. And if things look a little bit different uh, for you this weekend, especially if you're joining us online or are currently at our Kernersville location, it's because this weekend I'm speaking from the stage of our Oak Ridge location and I'm getting to be able to spend some time with uh, people in our church that I don't typically get to spend time with and I typically don't get to see. So um, this is a real treat for me. Let's get started with something that is true for every single one of us. All right, here we go. Everyone wants to belong. Everybody wants to belong. We all want to know that we're part of a tribe. We all want to have a people. We all want to be in a circle, so to speak. It's, what it, it's part of what it means to be human. Every single one of us want to know that there's somebody out there that knows us, that gets us, and that accepts us. And that's true even if you're like a loner, even if you're like a rebel kind of person. You like to do your own thing, march to the beat of your own drum. Even if you're an introvert, all of us want to have a sense of belonging. And did you know that's why a lot of people come to church? Yeah, they're looking for a place to belong. They're looking for a people that they can belong to. That's why a lot of people actually end up attending the church that they attend. And you can hear it in their language. You can hear people uh, as they attach a possessive pronoun, my. This is my church. Or they will talk about this church being their home church. Or this church is like home to me. And they may even use the word family because a lot of people attend church to find that sense of belonging. And at the same time, that's why a lot of people leave churches. That's why a lot of people leave church. Maybe that's why you've left a, a church before. Maybe that's why you've never attended church, maybe until now, because you just couldn't find that sense of belonging. You didn't feel like you belonged. And so when you feel that and you sense that, that communicated to you that maybe this place, this people is not for me. And that's unfortunate. I think, I think we've misunderstood. I really do think we've misunderstood what makes us belong, especially in the context of a local church. And there's a couple different reasons. So let me just throw this out. There's probably more. But in my mind, in my thinking, one of the reasons why we've misunderstood what it means to belong in the context of a local church is that we have personalized faith to a fault. This is not just me. This is not just you. I see this pervasive all throughout the church and the big C church. I see this among Christians. We've personalized our faith to a fault. And this is tricky because faith is personal, right? But I mean, we've taken it too far. You'll hear this phrase a lot, right? You'll hear it. And it's not necessarily a bad phrase. It's not a bad thing to say. And it's not necessarily wrong. It's just very short-sighted. You hear people talking a lot about Jesus being my personal savior, that Jesus is a my personal savior. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal savior? And again, nothing wrong with using the phrase personal savior because he certainly is personal. However, we take it too far. Even though Jesus is personal, it's not, he's not just for me. He's not just my savior. It's not just about Jesus being my personal, just for me kind of savior. And I know 
we, we wouldn't say that. But that's kind of what's implied, and we begin to buy into that. Because if you continue to follow that, and I see this just all over in church culture, where following Jesus becomes pretty much just about me and Jesus. And I hear people say this, right? The main thing is that me and Jesus are good, right? The main thing is that things are between me, you know, good between me and God. And this is just between me and God. And this is none of your business, none of y'all's business. And this doesn't involve, this is just as long as me and God are good, then we're good. Not necessarily. Because following Jesus is a very personal thing, but it's not just about me. Church is not just about me. When people get into this mode of personal Savior and it's about me, then they come to church and make church about me and my needs and my wants. I mean, it, it's very clear. If you look throughout the story of the Scriptures, that the we was meant to be something that was greater than me. And God's plan always involved a we that was greater and a bigger picture than any of the me's in the story. I mean, you go all the way back to the beginning. God started with a nation. I mean, that's what, that's what God began his whole plan with, the nation of Israel, a we. You hear Jesus' teachings over and over and over again, and we just did a whole series on this, on the kingdom. The kingdom, that involves a lot of we, a lot of we, not just me. And the same is true for the church. A community of faith, a family of faith, where the we is greater than the me. See, God's plan was never meant to be something that we experienced in isolation. The pandemic has is, is made this challenging for us, especially the quarantine portion of the pandemic, hopefully something we won't have to go through again. But when we, as church people, were relegated to just attending online, that's all we could do. We couldn't really see each other face to face and be with each other. We kind of lost the sense of the we because we couldn't see the we, right? And so this, this is so real that... that even though it is personal, we have personalized things to a fault. And it's so important for us to understand, so crucial, that God's plan includes me, but it's about the bigger we. And when we personalize faith, when you personalize faith to a fault, then you're going to misunderstand what it means to belong, and you'll become the center of way too much of it. Now hold that, because we'll come back to it a little bit later. Here's the second reason. I think we've misunderstood what it means to belong in the context of a church, is that we have this myth that this idea of belonging is all about like. It's all about like, that we belong when we see people who are like me. If they're like me, then I can belong. And if they're not like me, then I can't belong. That's a myth. The myth of like, the myth that says, you know, I belong if I like them, if I like them, and if they like me. All this like, you know, that we're like each other and that we like each other, that's a myth. It is so much bigger than that. Now, I get it. I understand the social and psychological need that we all have to fit in. But let's just be honest. We are not all the same. We are very different in many different ways. We look different. We are in different life stages across the board. 
We all have different experiences in life. Heck, we even vote differently. Right? We, we process information differently. And even in the same church, we have people who believe different things about God and come at God from different viewpoints and different backgrounds. And so there's a lot of difference. And I want you to hear me very clearly. That is okay. That is okay. That we are different in these many different ways. In fact, the beauty and the power of the church is seen in spite of and through, as we will see in just a few minutes, through all of those differences. I mean, just think very practically speaking. Um, take a family of four. Just mom and dad, two kids. And that's very stereotypical. I get it. I get it. And, and so just you understand what I'm saying. A family of four. Think of the differences that exist in a family of four. How different they all are. How individual they all are. And that, that can be a challenge. You see this very clearly just when we're trying to figure out what drive through to go through, right? Now, who wants this? I don't want that. I'm good with anything except that kind of thing, right? That's just a family of four. Now, multiply that times a lot when you're talking about a local church of thousands of people in multiple locations. Yeah, that we are not all the same. But the good news is, that's this whole thing about being like each other and making sure we like each other and that people like me, even though that's a bonus, that is not what belonging is all about. What makes us belong is so much bigger than being like each other and being liked by each other. So I, what I want us to do in the next few minutes is reframe this idea of belonging. I want us to reframe this and understand what it really is about and what the foundation of belonging truly is. And I want us to begin all the way back at the very beginning of when the church got started and discover the sense of belonging that was built into the DNA of the local church from the very beginning. I mean like all the way back to the first century. We go back to the first century when the church got started. The weekend that the church got literally kicked off and rolling was at the festival of Pentecost. Around A.D. 29, A.D. 30, just after Jesus had um, been crucified and buried and he rose again three days later, and about 30 to 40 days after that, the church got started. And it kind of kicked off at the festival of Pentecost. Now, the festival of Pentecost, an interesting dynamic. People had come from all over the Mesopotamian region, all over the Mid-Eastern, uh, Middle Eastern region, actually, and the Mesopotamian rim. People from Egypt to Rome. I mean, from Egypt to Italy. They gathered in Jerusalem for the festival of Pentecost, which means you've got all these people from different countries, different cultures, different traditions, and they spoke, and this would end up being very big in the starting of the church, they even spoke different languages. And so you have a, a lot of people gathering here at this festival, and they have a lot of things that are not like each other. And Peter, 
The disciple of Jesus stands up in front of them all, gets their attention, and he preaches to them about Jesus, and he talks to them about Jesus and tells them that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is, in fact, not just the Son of God. He is the Savior of the world. And we, he included himself, we all crucified him. It was our sin that he gave his life for. And he gave them the message of the love of Jesus, the cross, and the empty tomb. And we're told that over 3,000 people believed that message, put their trust in Jesus. Over 3,000 believed and were baptized. And there you have the beginning of the church. Like you talk about growth. You got zero to 3,000 in one afternoon, in one day. That's a lot of church growth. And so the church has now started. So what I want to do is I want to read a description of what was going on there in that moment. And it's recorded by Luke in the book of Acts in the New Testament. And when I read this description of what was happening there at the festival of Pentecost, I want you to pay attention to the sense of belonging that we find in these words. Let's look at it together. All the believers devoted themselves, so it was something that they made a decision that we're going to pay attention to the apostles' teaching, which, by the way, was Jesus' teaching, because Jesus told the apostles, I want you to go teach everything that I've taught you. And so they made a concerted effort. We're all going to come together around this teaching and to fellowship. They were relating to one another. They were getting to know one another. That's what that word is all about. And to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and the prayer. See, they were eating together and praying together. So did you see the connectivity? Let's go on and just look at the sense of belonging. All the believers met together in one place. So that proximity, you see, that's another way of looking at it. And look at this, and they shared everything they had. And if you keep reading and you dive into what was going on in those very early days, this is how they started meeting needs in their community. They were looking around and seeing people in need, and so they shared what they had with each other so that they could meet each other's needs. Do you see that? You talk about creating a sense of belonging, creating a sense of community and family and tribe and people and circle. This is what did it. Let's take it one more. Then they worshiped together. Not in isolation. It wasn't just about just just me and God kind of thing. It's just me and Jesus kind of thing. And there's, there's definitely moments when it's just you and Jesus. But this was about them doing this together at the temple each day. They met in their homes. I'm coming over. I'm coming over. Me and the kids, like, you know, we're, we're coming over. They met in their homes for the Lord's Supper and they shared their meals, ate together. I, I think this is fascinating. And someone ought to do a study on, on how food was such a big part of their community. And um, I think there's probably something there, right? They shared their meals with great joy and generosity. But I want you to notice what they were all rallying around, what brought them together. They were rallying around this message of Jesus that they had just heard Peter share. And they were so captivated by it and so smitten with it and so taken by its truth. That that became the center point of their gathering. That was what brought them all together. And that's what caused all of this was this message of Jesus that they all embraced. Now keep that in mind and let's fast forward. Fast forward a few decades 
to now Paul, the Apostle Paul, is writing to a group of Christians, still the church, in the early days of the church, I mean, just the first few decades of this thing called the local church that, would, that was changing the world, taking the world by storm. Paul was writing to a group of Christians in the city of Galatia and helping them understand that what unifies them is this same message, the message of Jesus. Jesus, it was kind of like the glue that brought the church together. And this is what Paul writes to the Galatians. He says, for you're all children of God through faith in who? Faith in what? Faith in Christ Jesus. Again, the focal point there is Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ, right? Not, not united in any other way, even though that would be bonus. The uniting is about Christ in baptism, have put on Christ. So again, the focus here, even though they're sharing a lot of common interests, the focus is really on Christ. And, and you put on Christ like new clothing. The focus here is Jesus is what brings them together. And he takes it one step further. He says, this is so significant that you come together around who Jesus is, that there's really no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. It's fascinating to me. He was not saying that there's no such thing anymore as a Jew or a Gentile. Obviously, there were people who were considered themselves Jews, and there were people who were Gentiles, non-Jewish people. And obviously, there were male and female. He's not saying that there, there's no more gender uh, that exists. And, and he's obviously not saying socially that there are not servants and people who back then would be considered slaves and, and, and people that were free. Obviously, those categories existed. He just said... Because Christ is the one that brings us together, those categories really no longer are the issues or are to be the focal point of our gathering. These were the main issues that divided them in the first century. And he said, no, no more division over this. In the church, we are all one because of Jesus. The playing field is leveled around Jesus. All of those categories kind of go away and this becomes about Jesus. So the point he was making is that Jesus is what makes us belong in the context of a local church. It's Jesus that makes us belong, not how much like we are and how much we like each other. It's Jesus. Our commitment to him, coming around him, his message, who he is, his way, his love, Jesus. Jesus is to be the focal point. Jesus is to be the center of our faith. Jesus is the gravitational pull, if you will, that brings us together. It is Jesus that unifies. It is Jesus that makes it possible that we can belong. Now you might be thinking, well, that... That was easy for them because they were probably very, you know, they probably all agreed and were all alike. No, they weren't. They didn't all agree. If you take the time and you read through, especially the book of Acts, but all throughout the New Testament, you see just how different they were. Yet they came together around the person of Jesus. I mean, they had differences. They, they had differences when it, when it came to the dietary laws of the day and how much of the old Mosaic 
covenant and the old Mosaic law are they supposed to still hold on to or not because the apostles were helping them understand that that was going away, that was not needed or necessary anymore because Jesus fulfilled all of that. So they didn't all agree. That was kind of like still hanging on. You know, is it okay to eat this? Is it okay to eat that? You shouldn't, you should, and it's okay. No, it's not, and all that kind of stuff. They didn't, they didn't see eye to eye on dietary laws. They didn't all see eye to eye on the issue of circumcision, and this was huge. This was a big deal, because that was the literally the defining mark of the, of the people of Israel. Up until Jesus, the people of God. And they all didn't see eye to eye on that. They didn't see eye to eye on how to observe the Jewish traditions in the holy days. A lot of controversy over that. And so when Paul comes and he says, here's the deal, it's not about all of that kind of stuff. The focus is on Jesus. They took that to heart, and you see it. It was Jesus that unified them. Not all of their differences. It was Jesus that they had in common, and the love of Jesus in them and their love for Jesus is what brought them together. It's fascinating that from time to time, these differences would flare up and Paul would write things like, you need to be very careful not to offend each other with how you are different and instead come together around Jesus. You need to be very careful not to cause others to stumble just because you see things differently. And just because you're not all alike and the same in every way, be very careful not to cause each other to stumble or be divisive in any way because of your love for Jesus. It, again, here we go. Jesus is what made the church and people in the church belong. So with all of that said, I want to make this very, very clear. You... Whoever you are, belong in this church, at the Summit Church, not because we're all the same, because we're not, but because we all need a Savior, Jesus. That's what makes us belong. That's why we often say around here that at the Summit, you can, be, you can belong before you believe. Before you come to a place of personally and thoroughly understanding what it means that you need a Savior. You can belong. You know why? Because from the moment you walk through the door, from the moment you join us online, from the moment you enter any of our environments or experiences, you are among people who all need a Savior. And even though we're not all alike in many different ways, we have that in common. And that just happens to be the thing, Jesus, that brings us together to begin with. It is, it is our need for Christ that creates our community of what we have most in common, that we all should look to Christ and trust Christ and live for Christ. It is Jesus that brings us together. We, we, we belong. You belong. And it doesn't matter how you feel, what your experience has been before, maybe who has hurt your feelings in the past or what someone has said to you or maybe treated you in some kind of unkind way, unfortunately. Or maybe what you've told yourself or what other people have told you in the past. Lay all of that aside and hear me very well. You belong. And you belong in this church because we all, 
need a Savior. And, and we take it one step further because we saw this in what we read together. Not only do we all need a Savior, we all need each other. You and me. Because see, God's plan was never meant to be something that we find self-sufficiency in or that we experience in isolation. Hey, that's, that's why we encourage you to get in a group, by the way. It helps you understand how you need each other. You get in a small group and you journey together because you can't do this well alone. You were never designed to do this well alone. We all need a Savior and we all need each other in spite of our differences and even including our differences. Here's what I want to make sure you see, is that our differences are actually by God's design. Our differences can and should be leveraged for good. Let me show you another snapshot. Paul writes to the Christians in Rome, just as our bodies, talking to the church, just as our bodies have many parts, talking about our physical bodies, we have many parts, and each part has a special function. We get that. So it is with Christ's body. Now he's talking about the church. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. I mean, just in that alone, you see the differences, different functions, different purposes, but we all come together and we are all needed and we all need each other. He took it to say we all belong to each other. That that is belonging. Because of Jesus, we belong to each other. By the way, this cancel culture, so widespread in our culture, should have no place in the local church. None. That is not how we were meant to function and live. That if I don't like you and you don't like me, I'll just cancel you. Right? Done with you. Forget you. No. Because in the local church, because of Jesus, we follow the way of Jesus, and that's what brings us together. What brings us together is Jesus, and Jesus taught us to forgive each other when we hurt each other. We don't leave, right? We don't, we don't leave. Well, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm going to go to another church because they hurt me. Well, what are you going to do when someone there hurts you? What are you going to do when someone in another church hurts you? We just keep moving? No, that's not the way. We, 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 don't, we don't do that. We forgive we reconcile, we learn from each other and our differences, and we heal, and we grow, and we change. All because of Jesus' love for us and in us working in our lives with each other. Yeah, it's, it's, it's love, the love of Jesus for us and the love of Jesus in us that builds this sense of belonging even though we're not like each other, and often especially when we don't like each other, and we find it very difficult to like each other. We belong. You belong. Regardless of your past experience, and the reason you belong is because you need a Savior, I need a Savior, we all need a Savior. And we need each other. We cannot do this, and we're never meant to do this. In isolation, even though we're not like each other, even though we have differences, even though we don't always agree on everything, the beauty and the power of the local church is that what brings us together is who Jesus is and his way and what he has done 
for us. Let me wrap it up, getting you to think about this, because I think maybe this helps. This helped me. When I was thinking through this, I was, I was thinking through what makes a family belong? You ever thought about that? What, what makes a family belong? I mean, what is it within a family unit that creates that sense of belonging? And there's probably a lot of things, and I, I just came up with a couple. I think, first of all, it's origin. I mean, at the most basic, you, you know, come from the same people, right? So that creates a sense of belonging. We share the same beginning points, right? Mom, dad. Or, or even in an adoptive family, even in a blended family situation, origin is key. And so the origin may not be just same biological mother-father, but it's the origin of home and house. We all grew up together. We all lived together. We all came from the same place, origin. That creates some belonging. I mean, don't, don't you think? But there's something I think that maybe is even bigger. It's love. Surprise, surprise. That in a family, how often do we communicate to each other, you know what, no matter what, no matter what, we're family. That's what love says. No matter what, no matter what happens, I mean, listen, it, it may get difficult, and, and we, we're going to have some differences, and we're going to have to work through some stuff, but no matter what, we're family. This will always be your family. You can always come home. That's what love says. So origin and love creates this sense of family, this sense of belonging in a family unit. But it's the very same thing in the context of a local church. We all have this, we all have this, this origin that we share. We were all created in the image of God. Yeah, all of us. People who could not be more different from one another. All created in the image of the divine, the image of God himself. Talk about origin that we all share. doesn't get more binding and belonging than that. But then there's this love piece. Yeah. It, it's love for Jesus. It's love actually from Jesus first because he loved us first. Here we go with love first again, right? It keeps coming back to that time and time again. It, it's love from Jesus to us and then hopefully our love for Jesus and then our, the love of Jesus for each other that, that creates this sense of belonging, even though we have so many differences. And the beauty and the power of the local church is that people who are not like each other love each other. Especially when they find it hard to like each other. Is that as the local church, we have all been brought here as image bearers of God himself. And we gather in the name of Jesus for the cause of Jesus to learn what it means to be impacted by the love of Jesus and then to live that out. Yes, we belong and we're going to work through our differences. 
We're going to work through our differences. We're not going to cancel each other. We're going to forgive each other. We're going to learn from each other. We're going to love each other when love is tough to do. We're going to love each other when love is easier to do. We're going to work through our differences and we're going to accept one another, even though we may not all agree. We may, we may have to agree to disagree on some things, but we're going to accept one another. We're going to encourage one another and we're going to challenge one another to pursue the way of Jesus in everything. So hear me well. You belong in this church. You do. Don't let anyone tell you different. Don't allow any other thoughts or feelings to convince you differently. You belong. And sometimes it's going to get messy because we're not all alike. We don't all see eye to eye on things. But here's why we all belong. Because I need the same Savior that you need and we all need Jesus. And not just that, I need you, and you need me, and we all need each other. As we help each other and encourage one another and love each other and help each other follow Jesus together. You belong. We belong. Everybody can belong not because of me, not because of you, but ultimately because of our Savior, Jesus. And he is what brings us all together. Let's pray. Our Father, you, you are our center. You, you are the focus. You are the gravitational pull that brings us together. You are our cornerstone. You are our foundation. You are what makes us belong to your family and to each other. And so may we remember that as we struggle with personalizing Faith to a fault, making it just about me, where we forget about everybody else and just about what I want and I need and I like. Help me not to do that. Help us not to do that. And help us to not buy into the myth and get distracted by the myth that it's just, I just got to be able to be like people and people be like me and us just be like each other. And there are going to be days when our differences could not be more apparent. And there are going to be days when it's really hard to like each other. But what brings us together is you. We were created by you. We have the same origin. We have been loved by you. We have the same love in us, at work in us, to help us work through differences and accept one another and encourage one another and challenge one another to take our next steps in what it means to trust and follow you. For the person who is here and watching online that's experienced a lot of hurt in church and then assumes that they don't belong, may they know that, that that's unfortunate. But they belong because of you. They belong. We belong. We are a family because of you. And help us to create environments where people will find their tribe, their people, their circle, not because of how alike we are, but because of how much we are committed to having you as our center and our focus in all things. Thank you for being 
what brings us all together and allowing us to belong. In Jesus' name, amen.